This is the Edu Livestream Show, found on edulivestream.com, featuring your host, CEO Henry Platten from GoBubble.School, and me, Bobby Grenier, supervising teacher for the Pajaro Valley Unified School District's Virtual Academy. The Edu Livestream Show is all about education, being kind, and making a difference. Let's get started. Henry. Hey, how are you? I'm great. <laughs> it's been a little bit since I've seen you. Just and, uh, just a little bit. Thankfully, the hairdressers have opened up here, so I've, I've managed to get a, a slight trim. Uh, I still have the COVID year. hair going on. <laughs> this You're is my, rocking that look, though. That's my hat hair. <laughs> I actually combed it today now. I'm kidding. <laughs> I took a shower and everything. I'm all ready for you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So what's new in uh, Go Bubble Land? Well, well, uh, been been absolutely just really busy in a really positive way. So one of the, the big things that we've been working on, uh, as you know, we care a lot about educators and about educator voice. So we've been listening to what uh, educators would like us to add into the platform and to unlock some new functionality. So we've been busy working away on that and uh, really proud that uh, in the last week we've been announcing the wishes that we've been granting. So uh, we've rolled out two really big new bits of functionality, uh, one which is Besties. Uh, so it's a, a secure collaboration area where classrooms around the world can come together in just one classroom. So great for project-based learning. And the other one is, um, I know you really like the, the kindness rewards that we have in GoBubble, where we reward the likes that kids give, not the likes they get. And they get to unlock rewards as they go through. We've now unlocked that superpower for educators. Yes. So they can actually create their own unique rewards in their own groups. So the more engaged their students are in their math group, or engaged in their STEM group or their languages. There can be special stickers in there created by the teachers that the kids get to unlock and then use across the whole of the platform. So so that's yeah, nothing much really, quite quiet, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally, huh? You know what? My kids will do anything for stickers. I mean, that is so you have no idea how huge that is. That is so awesome. And um Actually, I, I uh, have been taking Bitmojis and because uh, yep. I like Bitmojis because it makes my kids kind of more connected to me. They see me in a cartoon form and turning those into stickers. And, and so it connects me as the teacher with my students and the reward. Fabulous. I'm so happy. Well, that's awesome. Um, you know, how about, uh, how about you? Well, what, what, have, what have you been up to? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> at the uh, Pajaro Valley Unified School District uh, Virtual Academy, we have, uh, I think, uh, been approved for three more years uh, by the state. You know, we're a brand new uh, virtual academy, which like virtual academies are popping up everywhere, which is fantastic 
because it's so nice to have uh, this platform and this level of, of uh, education going on. Um, you know, not all of the charter schools are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I think that this is a fabulous opportunity for the school systems, like public school systems, to kind of compete with those charter elements and, and kind of, you know, here's our elevated program. If you want to do this independent study, you work at your own pace. And um, I had five students this last week that jumped from their grade level in, in some of their subjects to the next grade level, and we're not even at the end of the school year. These kids are just like pouring it on. They love school, which is, I'm so excited as an educator to be here because it's just, you know, it, it's exciting to watch watch them go and like, they're like little Pac-Man things, you know, just gobbling up all of these classes and it's it's wonderful. So um, we are we are moving forward with uh, our virtual academy and um, I've been live streaming because uh, <laughs> I like live streaming. I've been live streaming some of my classes for them. Um, we are now in deep space, which is just so much wicked fun. I have all these different, you know, tech systems going and the kids are like, whoa, how did you do that? And, you know, all this stuff's going on on the screen and I've been gamifying it. And, oh my gosh, we're having so much freaking fun. And um, that's going out live. If anybody wants to watch it, um, they can jump over to, um, it's over on my teacher uh, YouTube channel. If you want to watch live or you want to watch the recordings, I am recording. I'm putting them out there and um, have some fun with that. So that's what I'm up to. But um, there's somebody special that we want to bring on to the show today. And Henry, last time we we were together, like we occupied an entire hour of airtime, just the two of us laughing um, and having a good time. And I made a decision uh, with you, I hope, that I, you got to pick the first guest to come on to the show. And who did you pick and why? So it was, uh, yeah, it was really difficult to pick uh, to pick one person. Obviously, you know, opening up uh, this new format and having the very first guest, I think it, it sets the bar. So it, it put a lot of pressure when trying to identify exactly who to go for. Uh, so I was very proud when sitting down and then straight away, the first name that came to my head, and he very kindly has agreed to come on, uh, who for me is a real go-to educator, in terms of digital citizenship, in terms of caring about the students, caring about supporting other teachers, uh, is the one and only Michael Dresick from uh, Lakeshore Central up in Buffalo. So should we bring him in? Let's do it, yeah. Okay, because it'd be more fun to talk with him in the room, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael, welcome, hey. welcome, welcome. Hey, what's hey. up, Bobby and... Uh... And Henry, thanks for having me. This is exciting. So obviously our first question is, um, what happened to your hair? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I struggled through the pandemic time when everything was closed. And um, I'm a short hair person to begin with. And I guess this is just taking it to the extreme. So I should have come up with a better story. Like I've lost some kind of fat or... <laughs> 
or whatever, but I think it was a matter of uh, entertaining myself, right? We're always trying to find new ways to entertain ourselves. I'm just going to take it down, and uh, yeah, and then now when I'm working, I can scratch my head and think, and don't mess up my hair. Uh, it, you, yeah, it's you know, my like kids like shave in the, yeah. the school logo or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, that'd be something. Well, so, and it's it's beautiful, all the different styles that you can go through. The the great thing is that Michael will know that if he wants to, all of it can grow back straight away, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is uh, is quite painful to other people that you have that freedom to uh, to cut it all off or grow it long. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, I do turn forty in uh, uh, in May, so I don't know if you know when you hit that milestone, does the does the hair growth slow down? It very well might. So. Um, you know, they say your, what is it? Your mother's, the father, your, your grandfather on your mother's side would be like a, an indication of maybe what you, what will happen for you when you're older. So I'm, I'm trending towards bald. So I guess I'm just getting a jump start. So does the challenge go out to Henry next? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I, I've, I've crossed over, there's two things that one, I've crossed over that 40 divide. So I'm, I'm 45 this year. Uh, and hair still grows just as fast. Uh, but also the, the haircut that you're, you're currently sporting does remind me of the haircut that I had when I first joined the police, um, because that was, that was the cut that I had uh, as a young officer and then as a, as a sergeant in the police. That's exactly the haircut I had. So, uh, so yeah, I know I, I, I can sympathize. I know how good and, and freeing it is having a haircut like that. But I, but I do believe that the seed has been planted um, in terms of I just heard yeah maybe you get the school logo uh, shaved into the head but I I think the challenge is now to get one of the the gold bubble logo put into the side or the back of your hair there uh, um, I don't know you know maybe for a big launch or a big release or something a celebration or you hit a certain milestone I think uh, yeah <laughs> okay well you you know me I'm always once about to peer pressure that that's I'm, I'm feeling the challenge being laid down here now so yeah we we might link it to uh to to the buffalo uh to buffalo and the buccaneers uh obviously as our our sporting interest to see if there's something possibly around that as well (laughs) all right all right yeah there you go if the if the bills win you have to shave a chicken wing into your head or if the uh, bucks win i'll have to something along those lines yeah (laughs) i want to see that (laughs) I know everybody does now. Now, yeah, that this just went out into the uh, into the atmosphere. Uh, yeah, it's it's on now. Have you have you really? seen Henry's um, Henry's room there that he's in? Henry, he kind of explained that room. I mean, I think Michael would appreciate it if he hasn't seen it. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've if you've seen this actually since uh, since one of our lockdowns here. So, um, is this the room George? with the like the astro turf on the wall? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's so, uh, so cool. of course yeah, I sent you I sent you a photo during the during the playoffs didn't I of the uh, the astroturf that I put up on the wall uh, so it's yes yeah, so uh, it's it's a lovely place great for a green screen as well nice yeah, nice and yeah, absolutely brilliant for a recur- recording studio because of the the sound it really absorbs the sound so that's awesome like you can't even hear Rocco going on in the back no. <laughs> uh, no, no who's who is star of the week this week so he's very very happy he's just come back and found out he's star of the week uh he may make an appearance at, at some point but uh yeah i would i would strongly recommend that any school invests in astroturf for the walls 
uh, it will it will soundproof uh, any classroom then. So yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Our school it. colors are uh, are green and white, and uh, so I think you know this might be a thing that I can propose. Like let's get so we we do have a, a lab that we just created for uh, esports, and we do have to address the wall situation. So. Right now, it's pretty dungy looking. We just we just started it. We just got it off the ground. The kit we're talking gaming chairs and some new computers and and how can we grow this? So, I will mention that I know someone that has astroturf walls and that it's you know I know the kids want to put up some neon lights and some things like that. So, uh, we're letting the kids run with it, but I, I could certainly uh, throw that out there. I think that was actually one of the things I was going to ask you because obviously you know at Lakeshore you've got an incredible ecosystem digital ecosystem which is very much about empowering the students and i was actually going to ask you what are the some of the milestones that you're looking at coming up for the the new academic year after the break uh so you know esports that'd be really interesting to hear about that and i'm sure a topic that some of the people tuning in would love to hear more about how you're embracing that and how you're introducing it uh through the kids into the into the learning yeah, yeah. We just wrapped up our uh, first season. The, everything was in motion to launch in uh, the spring of 2020. And when we were set to test, we had the equipment tested, we were going to join um, right before the pandemic hit. And that just put everything on hold. So uh, it was uh, long awaited, but we did finally, we activated with NACEF and we were in the New York uh, region with, uh, I'd say about like 20 or so other schools competing in the Rocket League tournament, which was fun. Um, you know, I heard you both mention prior uh, that sometimes you just be willing to jump into something without necessarily being an expert in it, but sometimes you just got to go All right, with the esports. Uh, I'm not like the biggest gamer in the world, but uh, I knew we knew at Lakeshore that we needed to create an opportunity for these students. So I've learned a lot from them. Um, it was a, it was a great season. You know, we finished uh, with a 500 record, right, w with the same number of wins and losses. Um, we got into the playoffs as the seven seed, taking on the uh, ten seed. Unfortunately, we lost, uh, but our team has battled uh, pretty pretty hard all year. Um, it's exciting, you know, to see where we can take this. We had one senior and the rest were sophomores and freshmen. So I do think that we have like a young squad. And if we can recruit some more players uh, coming up in the following year, you know, we, we've challenged these kids to help grow the program uh, the way that they want to. You know, you mentioned digital citizenship and, uh, you know, maybe you've heard the phrase digital sportsmanship be uh, thrown around. Um, we it was, a, it was a little bit of an eye opening experience for our students doing esports because um, they're used to gaming in an environment that's not related to school. So when we, um, you know, with the chat and things like that, they said, well, this was different. I had to kind of keep it under control or I had to. So, so maybe there's some skills that translate um, in terms of, you know, how, how are we using technology? We're not just going to say whatever we want into the chat or put that negative energy out there to, you know, harass the opponent or taunt the opponent. So that idea of sportsmanship, you know, I was an athlete growing up, played in college, and I think it's, you know, some of those same things translate over into the esports world for sure. So, you know, we've even had a few colleges reach out and ask, you know, inquire about like scholarship opportunities. So there's a whole nother world that I'm not even, uh, that I'm just learning about too as an educator. So we're just trying to create opportunities for kids at the end of the day. And I think it does that. Uh, the esports definitely does what, that. Uh, what age level was this? 
So it's required uh, to participate in ASAP for this tournament that it's high school. So it's grades nine through 12. Uh, when we put the information out there to the school, asking them, you know, for interest, uh, we had the middle school kids found out about it and we didn't advertise to the middle school, but word spreads. And, uh, you know, the, the district put something out on, on Facebook and through the media channels and there was interest from, you know, from down to fifth grade and, and sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Um, so we're hoping that uh, that interest carries through to high school. Um, and, and now we have to examine, well, geez, what can we do? What are some opportunities we can create for our younger students that might be like a pipeline into our, uh, you know, if we want to call it varsity esports, I guess. Hey, keep me. Uh, right now we're just calling it Scholastic. I would love to know more about it. Because I was like, yeah, yeah, we have a scrimmage. Academy. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Right. And we've had some situations where the kids have had to play uh, remotely from home, which has helped. So it, it doesn't hold them back. So um, I would say jump in. You don't have to don't be the expert. The, the, getting the tech was tricky. But if you're a virtual academy, the kids would probably have that tech at home or in their house or in their room or whatever. Uh, that's been neat. Awesome. Uh, what, what's really cool about esports is about how it's um, it's now evolving globally. So, I mean, esports has now been recognized by the International Olympics Committee uh, as a sport, uh, which is fantastic. Um, also, uh, earlier on this year, um, I've actually been invited and I'm um, a safeguarding advisor to the Global Esports Federation. So, the uh, again, sort of that global body that's looking after all esports. So, you know, any help uh, or any information that, that I can give, then, you know, let me know. There's certainly a great demand now about education and esports and connecting people so it's wonderful to hear how the, the students are owning that at lakeshore uh and the impact that you've seen yeah. from it so um, yeah really i mean and even i was gonna say just even pre-pandemic and pre-remote learning hybrid learning whatever you want to call it um we've always been one at our school to try to make connections with experts or try to make global connections and things like that. So I think uh, we want to continue to use technology in that way. So yeah, if there's an opportunity for our students to connect with someone, even on the other side of the world, um, you know, it's esports is like you said, becoming like a universal um, trend. So there's definitely some space for that. So thank you for that uh, um, offer. And you've kind of touched on one of the things that I just wanted to, to check in with you about there, talking about obviously everything that's happened at the moment with the pandemic and how that's impacted directly on our classrooms and on educators. Taking the the, the lens of digital citizenship for, for Lakeshore and the pandemic, what would you say are some of the, the top tips or some of the key learning points that have come from this time in terms of how you've using how you've been using technology, how the students have been using it, and how the educators have in terms of moving forward, yeah, you know, as we start to to come out, uh, you know, hopefully the the other side from the pandemic. What are some of those lessons that you'll learn and still be able to employ going forward? Uh, yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, one of the things that was forced upon everybody was the need to learn how to video conference and what seemed you know common practice for people in the tech world um, wasn't so much for teachers in the classroom or for everyone. So since they were all, they had their hand forced that it's the only way that they can connect with their students. I'm hoping that they'll leverage that technology to bring in an expert, like I had mentioned. 
Um, but beyond that, uh, simple, just a video connection would be finding ways to engage your students uh, with technology, right? So what tools are out there that I can help create a positive experience for my kids so that it's just not me talking at them for the entire class. So I think that's where, you know, my, where my passions lie is in the ed tech world is finding engaging tools um, and not just engaging tools, but um, I don't know whether it's tools for empowerment, to, uh, tools for student voice, things like that, right? Like, how do you make it so that it's not, we're not just taking a worksheet and converting it digitally and then giving that to the kids because we can't be together and I can't photocopy that. Um, but, you know, how can we find a meaningful application of tech? So I think that, you know, by being forced into this, everybody's skill level has leveled up um, instantly because they were forced into it. But I'm hoping that it's given people a chance to reflect and ask the right questions. Okay, okay, well, I want to do more. I want to, or, you know, everyone is, I guess, maybe in a different place with where they are with using tech. And I'm hoping that moving forward that maybe this prompts them or, or helps them want to do more with it. Um, and, and that's where we come in as tech integrators. That's why I really enjoy my role. Um, and our other tech integrator here, Deanne Polian, like we, we are really on demand. I don't want to say tech support because that sells it short, but it's more of like thought partners, right? Like we, we know what tools are out there to help you. What do you want to do? What's your end goal? And how can we help you get there? Um, that's definitely been a challenge through this time is not having the students with us. I would say that some of our innovative projects that we've done in the past have definitely taken a little bit of a backslide or where we've, we've missed out on some of those opportunities because we don't have the students in front of us. Um, and I hate to make excuses for that, but it's given me the itch to, to do more when we get these kids back in school. Like when that happens, um, I'm hoping that our teachers are willing to jump into some things more as well. You know, we've done a few cool collaborations. We've done like a, a writing collaboration with a tool called Boomwriter and Sean Forty, who's at um, Chadwick International in South Korea. So our kids have been kind of right. They write a chapter. We write a chapter. We've been passing this book back and awesome. forth uh, and they vote on their favorite chapter. So, you know, when I say that the innovative projects have taken a, a slide, yes, um, uh, but some of that stuff is still happening. So it does make me happy to, to know that, you know, uh, tech integration at Lakeshore still is alive and well. It's it's we just have I, we're just itching to get back to uh, you know not that we want to go back to the way things were pre-COVID, uh, but like right what what have we learned from this time uh, where we can push things forward as well and do more and and do better. Um, you know I would imagine we've learned more about student well-being. Uh, we've, you know, our teachers are just kind of catapulted into their homes and you get a lens into their lives a little bit more based on the, the medium in which you have to connect. Um, so, you know, you, you, you see their parents, you see their families, you see their homes. I mean, yes, a lot of kids are turning the cameras off, but it's a world that we really never had to, to live in before. So, you know, you hear the, the Maslow before Bloom conversation. And, um, I think, you know, there's more attention being paid to, to that type of stuff. So. In my, in my, from my perspective. And if you're not doing that, I think you're definitely going to be having a tough time reaching students or you'll, you may find your students disconnecting more. And, and there have been students that are struggling through this time as well, just because, I mean, everyone's lost something and there's definitely some students struggling, but at the same time, you know, could there be some students thriving? You know, I hear about your virtual academy, um, that there's, there are going to be students that absolutely need an environment like that or will thrive in, in an environment like that. So like going forward, how do we get out of this one size fits all model where everyone needs to be 
in a classroom physically in front of me, right? Like what ways can we leverage tech or leverage opportunities to, for learning and right? Le learning isn't bound to just one style. Michael, do you think that your teachers after, you know, kind of we return to some level of normalcy, do you, are, are you thinking that your teachers are go going to embrace technology more than they did before or what are you seeing? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And I honestly think that that could go either way. There could be the teacher that is, um, I guess, like teched out, zoomed out, whatever that fatigue is from being forced to use it so much where they need to take a step back. And that's okay. I mean, if you can design a quality learning experience without it, by all means, right? We know that tech isn't the answer, right? It's just the accelerator. But um, I do think that there are there will be some teachers now that maybe they had some self-doubt or they didn't have confidence in themselves or whatever the case may be. Or, or this was just like that aha moment where they realize a certain tool could make their lives not, not so much to make their lives easier, but make, you know, make the maybe make the learning experience better. Um, and I'm hoping that that person is now willing to reach out. So I guess time will tell, you know, am I working with new people that I wasn't working with before? Um, we're not in a coaching model where we're forced to work with everybody. We are um, kind of teachers reach out to us that want our support. So it's been the benefit of being in the same district for me for 17 years is that I've really gotten to know people. Um, and I think that they can trust me. Um, I, I'm, I'm in a non-evaluative role. Um, I'm in the thought partner, let me help you role. And, and, and that's, that's why I like this job. <laughs> Great job, um, Henry. It, it, in terms of the esports, um, how is is e Go Bubble is is? Can you talk about that in terms of Go Bubble because that's um, seems like an ideal partnership. Yeah, I mean we we've got uh, it's quite interesting. We actually have um, schools that run their esports groups through Go Bubble in terms of the the collaboration and the communication, uh, even down to to sharing tips. Uh, and you know the kids being able to to help to learn from their peers. Um, there is something which we've got which is going to be starting in May, which is our Digital Worlds Fair, uh, which is going to be running for a year. And the first part of that has a theme, a festival theme of Go Play, which actually is all about esports. Um, so we've got people like the British Esports Association who very kindly are giving us uh, some content that we can share out there for the schools. We have uh, also some literacy and some STEM activities based around esports, uh, including one, which is actually a challenge where we're going to be setting the kids to actually create their own game. So that can be in terms of literacy, in terms of how do you plan out the storyline for a game? Uh, it could be art and creativity in terms of creating the characters that go into it. Uh, it could then be for those kids, for example, who either use Roblox uh, or Minecraft as a metaverse, they could even actually build the version of their games that they wish to. Uh, so that's we're setting that as an open challenge. So there's some ideas in there for how esports can be used and how gaming can be used in the classroom to help teach everything from literacy to STEM to maths. Uh, and then as part of that, we actually have a headline presenter who at the end of the semester is going to be doing a live presentation through to all of the students. I can't reveal who it is yet, but all I'm going to say is that in the esports and the gaming world, they are massive. So they're actually going to be uh, recording a video and doing a live Q&A within GoBubble uh, for the students to be able to ask them questions. I like that. I heard yeah. the word live. Too. That, that's awesome. Yeah, That's the type of stuff that kids remember. I mean, uh, 
you know, the go play the, you know, if we've, you know, you hear your mental health being talked about during this time and uh, the struggles. And I love the idea of like, go play. Um, you know, <laughs> it's really neat. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks very that, much. Yeah. We've got, that's this May, right? Yeah. 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 That's this May. Well, and then, and then come the fall. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. And then come the fall, there's going to be uh, another, a different theme then. And then come next spring, a different theme. So it's going to be running for a whole year uh, as a digital world's fair, but we've got, Go play, go play, go create, go do. Those are going to be the three themes that run over the next year. But go play is the first one looking at esports. Um, this is a, this is, I'm not, I'm just a, on a related note. This is really making me miss our uh, local Erie County Fair. Uh, it was always tradition to go there. The uh, the fried dough, the kettle corn, right? The foods, the, the animals, all of that. So it got canceled last year. Um, I'm not sure if it's getting canceled this year. We'll see, but like, there's some something that <laughs> I'm sure kids are missing out on. So, like, how do you bring some of this, like, um, this fun and this atmosphere you, you know uh, what? in a digital format? Um, our fairgrounds, uh, this isn't digital, but our fairgrounds actually um, are bringing in all the, the food. And you could drive through in your car and order up all of the fair food. <laughs> so, you, you, by the time you're, you're done, you're just on this massive sugar high. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun that's a good and, idea I, I, I hope that they do something like that hope yeah. they do something like that around here i, I totally sign up for that <laughs> the line um it, we waited two hours just to get food and we were in line and they're doing it again and i i have to tell you it was so much fun because everybody in the car of course you know we're all um in your car is your safe environment right but um, we had a blast just sitting in line and, you know, just the anticipation of like we were going to the fair. It's it's the little things at this point that make us happy. The next level of that is um, playing some of the fair games from your car, right? Do you have like the I yeah. Got It game or like some of the games, right? So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we got to level this up and get creative here. Or we need something like you drive by and you, you use your phone and you're like shooting at something, you know, like a TV screen or something as you go by. <laughs> All right, esports people, come on. We, we've set the bar high for you. <laughs> yeah, I put them it. in charge. I love it. You guys, this has been fun. Um, we have a few minutes here. Uh, anything, Michael, anything that you want to throw out there to people who are listening, uh, uh, passions that you have, just, you know, what are you, what are you doing right now? Something you want people to pay attention to or attend, or, um, I saw a few things on your website and, uh, had a blast yeah. by the way this week following you around. Um, just, just seeing what all you were up to. Um, so go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I kind of, you know, my role kind of has me dabbling in a lot of things. Um, I would say most recently, one of the things that I've been passionate about is my Google Innovator project, which is around educator burnout. Um, so I, I think that could happen in any profession or any career. Um, you know, how, you know, how do you have that uh, engagement or that relationship and how do you improve your uh, your uh, work and uh, life relationship uh, how do you really improve your relationship with your work or whatever it is that you're doing. And I'm, I'm sure educators are struggling right now through all of this, uh, whether it's the constant changes or whether it's um, sometimes maybe the, the outside pressures or uh, whatever that may be. But, um, but that project is um, an ability for teachers to kind of self-assess where they're at 
Um, it's like an interactive form and then there's some resources to help people. Um, I had a, a fabulous mentor, Stephanie Filardo, who is down at Parkway Schools in Missouri. And um, she kind of helped me navigate through that and connected me with a lot of people. Um, so that is, um, I don't even know if I have that up on my personal website yet, but um, I, I uh, can it. definitely share that or I need to get that up there and put a post because, you know, the idea behind the Google Innovator Project is to transform, advocate and grow. Um, so, you know, the transform piece is there. Um, so as part of advocating would be to get that word out there. So, um, but yeah, well, I would did encourage get the word out. I did, I did read about your innovator project and I listened to some other, uh, shows and all of that, where you've been talking right. about all of that. And it's absolutely fascinating and, and necessary. Yeah. And then my other, uh, I guess my other passions are really around global collaboration, which is really how I stumbled on GoBubble and digital citizenship, which is also how I stumbled on GoBubble. I know Henry's here and um, it's just, you know, those are, you know, what, what tech do we have that can help make those things uh, be done well? And um, so definitely passionate about those things. And then the other is uh, any immersive tech. I'm kind of, I'm into the AR VR. I know some people think it's novelty or it's just a fad, but um, putting something like that in the hands of kids um, to get that wow factor, but then to kind of spark that conversation. So those are kind of, uh, I guess, my my passion areas. Um, and, I'm right there and with guess... you. Are you heartbroken <laughs> over uh, Google Expedition going away? I'm so sad. Yeah. It was really neat to be able to have that level of control for the students to take them on a tour and to point their attention at a certain place. I know some of that moving over to the arts and culture platform will maintain some of those virtual field trips, yeah. but, but, but that's just it, right? Like um, that type of tech, right? So how can we, I don't know, when I was in school, I had to look at pictures and that was about all I had. And maybe I could watch a video on something, but the fact that you can like immerse yourself in a 360 environment, I'm going to go check out the new Tim Hortons over there by, uh, by you, Henry. And I want to be able to like say, you know, go, go to the street view or whatever it is and look around 360 and feel like I'm there. Um, you know, is it novelty? Yeah. But um, would I rather be there in person? Yeah. But I think there's experiences for kids that it makes things possible that weren't possible before for, for, for many people that don't have the means to, to get out. And, uh, you know, you look at some of the documentaries. I was just on a panel recently with uh, somebody that does stuff for film and they were getting to remote villages. So we were talking about remote learning and they were bringing another element of remote and how technology can, you know, tell stories of people and, you know, um, any of that. So um I'm hoping i don't know they i'm just do something <laughs> they give us some element of something they've got something else in mind because it really was uh you know maybe we didn't tap it more than like once a year with the kids or something like that but it, i know i tapped it if you had the you know if you had the skills i was teaching third graders how to create um expedition tours you know, into like just their own school, their own environment. What did that look like? And, and they were learning all of these skills. And now to have that kind of, you know, not be at our fingertips, I, I feel a little sadness for it. But um, I'm, I'm anxious to see what Especially. they do uh, as they kind of morph it over to the arts and culture side. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, one of the tools that I just checked out was called Hologo. H-O-L-O-G-O. And I know they have something called Journeys and it's uh, like like VR uh, portals where essentially you're or, uh, you're in your room and then there's kind of like a ring opens up and you can almost walk through it and end up at the Great Wall of China. And then when you turn your camera, you look back and you can see your office. So it kind of it's pretty, uh, pretty crazy to think about, like how some of this tech is uh, 
Devon, like what's going to be in our classrooms? Uh, I don't know, five years from now. And, uh, you know, exactly. what was, you know, something's stick and something's, some things go, but, um, yeah, I'm grateful for the ed tech world. Uh, definitely, um, <laughs> in my role. Yeah. I think we all are. That's just the, the possibilities are, are endless really. It's just what, what we do with it. And, and the idea that we can, uh, bring along other educators either either through the shared experience or you know from the tech side uh, so that they can can learn how to embrace it as well i love it yeah 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 that's the strategy one i want our teachers to be able to come up for air after the school year is over they've just been working so hard to make connections with their students the ones that are in front of them the ones that are not and um just trying the the constant curveballs the changes the the from from whether it's the cdc or the health or the school there's just been so many uh things thrown at them so maybe uh something like that or some of that other tech will, will be something that could give them a little spark <laughs> when they can when we can put all this behind us i love it Henry, it's kind of come to that time when it's time for us to, to say goodbye to Michael and um, thank him so much for being here. Um, this has been a pleasure and a treat to have you with us today. Um, yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I feel, yeah, I appreciate uh, being invited and uh, getting to spend time with both of you and uh until we can uh, get to hang out together in person again, I'll uh, be seeing you online. Yeah, Henry and I, it's kind of New York's in between us, so we'll be knocking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. And it's always great hearing the insight that you've got, Michael. You've got such a, a passion for, for everything that you do, and it's it's infectious. So thank you so much, Janine, for, for giving you your time today and, and coming and joining with us. and sharing your insights with the audience and for being our awesome, first guest. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. You rocked it, Michael. Thank you so much. We'll say goodbye to you and just come back to Henry and I, Henry, um, do you have anything that you would like to share before we, um, sign off for today? I, I think really just to, to reiterate what we were just saying, it just, how amazing was it you know having michael as our first guest and just hearing the passion that he has and the ideas and the and the drive uh I, what i'm gonna do i'm actually gonna throw the ball back to you now so for the next episode you have to find a guest to come on and invite a guest to come on and uh to uh, to be here with us as well so i'm gonna send that challenge back over to you stateside I'll accept that challenge. I actually have somebody in mind, but I, I have to, uh, I have to go knocking first to see if, uh, if it works time-wise. Cause we're, we're actually filming, you know, um, during, well, like it's evening, your time, it's a day, you know, morning, my time, Michael's, uh, was just in the afternoon in, in New York. So you always have, you know, that little bit. Um, but yeah, I will accept that challenge, sir. And um, you better be prepared. Uh, I'll raise you after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me go out with. Uh, I'd like to share um, just a little bit of uh, a, a clip uh, explaining uh, Go Bubble uh, a bit, especially since we were talking about the esports and the digital world's fair coming. I would like to uh, go out with uh, explaining a little bit about just what Go Bubble is for those who don't know. And uh, so I'll say my goodbyes to you right now. 
And um, it was such a pleasure, as always, to, to see you. Yeah, it's lovely seeing you too. Thanks so much, Bobby. Hi, I'm Henry Platten. As a father and as a former police sergeant, I'm on a personal mission to make the internet safer for all children everywhere. GoBubble is creating a safer, healthier and kinder digital experience for our children to engage with their friends online. It will come as no surprise to you that children use digital communication and language in a different way to adults. We've built our own child-centered content moderation software, GoBubble Wrap. Also, our new at-home child messenger app, GoBubble Kids, uses a freemium model and is available on iOS and Android. Our technology can check all content before it appears in real time. Text, emoji, photo, video, even audio, providing secure scalability and preventing issues before they even appear. We have a fantastic experience team behind the scenes and we're all making it our mission to make the internet a safer place for children. Thanks for listening to the EduLivestream show. Let's stay connected. You can follow us on Twitter at EduLivestream. We're on Facebook and Instagram. And be sure to watch our live streaming shows on YouTube. If you want to join our next show or be a guest on our show, just visit our website at edulivestream.com or message us on Twitter at edulivestream. Please subscribe and leave a comment. We value you so much. Until next time, thanks for listening. Be kind and show your support for education. Ba -ba -da -ba -da. Ba -ba -da -ba.